Welcome to another episode of Suit and Sound, a podcast by the Postgraduate Law Society at King's College London. I'm Ajwal Sharma, your host, and today we're talking to Mattis. He recently completed his initial study in law from Germany and later went on to pursue a master's in public international law in Paris. At King's College London, he's doing his second master's in international dispute resolution. And today we will be diving deep into different international law experiences. So whether you're a law student or just curious, stay tuned and let's get started. Mattis started studying law back in 2018 at a university in Berlin. He's keenly interested in criminal law and human rights. And this interest drove him to pursue a master's in public international law and international dispute resolution. Other than that, when he's not working, he really enjoys cycling. So thank you for coming to our show today, Mattis. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, we're really excited to talk about your experiences. Without wasting any time, let's start with the first question. Could you please share your experience transitioning from a legal education in Germany to pursuing a master's in France in public international law? Were there any key differences and challenges that you encountered? Yes, I do think there are differences between the legal systems, but more importantly for me, there are also differences between the educational systems. So in Germany, it is more about motivating yourself. You have a lot of liberty uh, studying in Germany. Whenever there's a lecture or there's a tutorial, this is more of an offer. If you prefer learning by yourself, reading books, that abs that's absolutely fine. When I came to France, this was a little different. There, you're spoon-fed more or less as a student and the tutorials are not long. Choose whether you rather want to do, read a book or do the tutorials, but the tutorials are mandatory, for example, and you have to be really careful to learn everything you possibly can in France. There are also some key differences between France and England, I would say. Now that I'm here in England, the legal education became a little bit different again once more, having a little bit more freedom uh, in the way to participate. Really curious to see how that goes on during the next month, the coming courses. Let's see. Thank you, Mattis, for sharing that. I, I believe it's truly been quite an experience uh, considering this is the third country that you're studying law at. Let's, let's start with the next question then. How does your background in public international law intersect with your current studies in international dispute resolution at KCL? What I particularly want to know is, do they connect or overlap with each other in any case? Yes, I do think there are very important overlaps. So what I've experienced so far is that international dispute resolution in some parts functions as the procedural aspect of pu uh, public international law. You can't reduce this to that, obviously, but uh, public international law depends pretty much on uh, individual cases where uh, the law is really shaped. And so international dispute resolution helps to understand some of the procedures which pu uh, public international law is made. And that is also a reason why some of the subjects I'm facing here are similar to those that I already saw in Paris, but seen from a different perspective, more the procedural aspect than the material law. Thank you, Mattis. That does clear a lot of concepts in my head personally. But along with that, it did raise a couple of questions. And I think some of our listeners would be having the same questions. What are some of the key differences between public international law and private international law in, in the context of international dispute resolution then? So I was asking myself the same question when I saw um, public international law and private international law as some of the choices I could make uh, 
for studying in Paris. And so I had no idea really at first and uh, what public international law, the relationship between states, but now also the relationship between states and NGOs or individuals, for example. And private international law is rather about the international aspects of um, national legal systems. So thinking about uh, the application of different laws within a legal system or the competence of different national courts, this is more or less regulated by private international law. So those are in some way distinct areas of the law, but uh, the way we think about private and public law within national law is not reflected in the same way in international law. At least the way uh, in Germany people think about the difference between public and private law in a way that both intersect and the same treaties can govern the relationships between states and with um, individuals. And we see this international dispute resolution quite often. For example, in investment arbitration, or uh, we see this also in human rights, yes. Thank you, Mattis. That does clear a lot of my doubts. Now, I'm, I'm going to circle back to the, the first question. And I think this question stems from that. As someone who has experience in, in multiple nations, how do you think exposure to different legal systems and culture has influenced your perspective on international law and and international dispute resolution. I think international law is best seen from different perspectives. In theory, international law should be the same everywhere in the world. From different cultural backgrounds, I think there are some differences. I've studied in Western Europe so far. Germany, France, and England are pretty close, I have to admit, uh, in their view, but still there are differences. It is interesting to see different aspects and I would say this, I would like to get some more insights from uh, uh, the global south, for example, but already studying in different uh, legal systems gives you some kind of idea that people value different aspects of the law more. For example, here in England, I have the idea that it's focused more on the financial business aspects. Thank you for your response to that question. And I completely agree with you, Mattis. When you said that when we study in different legal systems, when, you, when we are exposed to different cultures and different legal systems, it does broaden our approach towards law. And I think that is highly important and is a, a very essential skill that we law students must develop considering the globalized world that we live in. Now, coming to our last question, considering the vast experience that you have, Mattis, this question is, I believe, on behalf of all the law students and LLM students aspiring to work in the field of public international law and international dispute resolution for that matter. What advice would you recommend to help them succeed and make the most out of their courses? First of all, thanks for the confidence you have in me with the, with the knowledge I have. So from the perspective of a student who has done one or two internships uh, in a legal firm and in a court as well, um, I can say that um, public international law does have an influence on national laws. When we think of public international law, we think about those disputes between states that are far away from uh, our everyday life or far away from those cases that we normally think about. This is not actually as much the case um, since uh, also within a legal, within the national legal system, you have to buy human rights. When we see the European Court of Human Rights, 
uh, it gives very important decisions that every country in Europe, except for Russia and Belarus now, have to obey. And uh, this opens up a possibility for lawyers who are specialized within this field, but also lawyers who just happen to see some cases that are influenced by that broad jurisprudence. So um, you don't necessarily have to specialize in public international law to see some cases as a lawyer uh, that have something to do with public international law and especially with human rights law, I would say. However, there are many different fields of uh, public human rights law that are open to lawyers, whether it's the law of the sea or if it's world trade law. Well, that's that's a difficult one since uh, world trade law is governed by the states and it's something uh, negotiated by the states. Um, but still, some law firms do advise on that and maybe you want to pursue a career in this field. Thank you, Mattis. That that does answer a lot of my questions, to be fair. That wraps up this episode of Suit & Sound. Thank you for your time today, Mattis. We're really grateful for it. And for all you listeners, we hope you enjoyed today's discussions. If you have any questions or would like to share your thoughts, don't hesitate to reach out to us on our Instagram. Remember, the legal journey is a continuous one. And we're here to support you on every step of the way. Be sure to subscribe to our episode and stay updated. We'll catch you in the next episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you.